Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you. This one is going to be the gun owner mentality. All right. And we're going to be getting into the concept of what makes gun owners tick, what kind of people we are, really diving into the nuanced bend of what makes us all tick and, you know, why we're gun owners. Why do we own firearms? Why do we have this mentality? You know, what are we trying to accomplish in life? What are our goals? And look, this is a pretty important gripe. You know, we've been thinking about this a long time, about how to articulate it. And I think you'll really come away from this one understanding uh, things quite well. So give us a little bit of your time, and I think you'll really enjoy this video. Before we get started, I would like to thank our friends at Firearms Legal Protection. If you are ever involved in a legal shooting where you have to defend yourself, it's probably one of the scariest times of your life you'll ever experience, and you don't ever want to have to be caught off guard not having the legal protection that you need. They are a great group of people, and they have great affordable rates. If you use the code IV8888, you'll get yourself a great discount. And right now, they are running some great specials. So check them out, Firearms Legal Protection. Make sure you got the coverage you need if you're ever involved in a shooting. All right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into this one a little bit. And um, so this particular concept, I think what we kind of start getting into a bit is people... I, I think you almost have to start with like these stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's people the People have the gun owners, right? We wanted to do this video to kind of break down some of the barriers. You know, for folks who may not be gun owners out there that happen to be watching this content... I mean, few and far between, but likely there's some out there. But also to address some of the stereotypes that people place on gun ownership as a whole, and especially the media. Oh know? yeah. So. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing is, it always seems that any time a firearm is used in a defensive situation, or uh, firearms are used at all, let's say that it's a crime that firearms are used in, they're always going to focus on the tool and not the actions and behavior and background of the person that actually committed the act, right? Mm -hmm. So, Which led up to the use of that firearm for self-preservation. Correct. And you know, we're not going to get into a ton of specific situations, but you always see the news. They always harp about, oh, there's been another you know, shooting or something like that, and they sensationalize the firearm as being the, the reason that this violence occurred without addressing the social circumstances that create these situations where, whereby, okay, parenting is a thing, right? Like a person being a functional and an honest and good member of society starts in the home, right? Like parents have to raise good kids. They have to teach them morals. They have to teach them the value of human life, the essential uh, you know, actions of self-preservation and uh, courage, right? Courage in your actions, courage in your conviction, right? Having a moral code that exists outside of your basic uh, primordial needs and wants as a, as a human being, right? The, our deepest and darkest desires that we often fall victim to, right? Teaching someone right from wrong, that starts in the household. And proper parenting is one of the reasons that improper parenting is one of the reasons that these things occur, right? These young people are, are very, very hurt mentally or they're in a very dark place. And sometimes they resort to violence because they don't know anything else. They haven't been taught any better. So instead of blaming the tools for what happened, they don't blame themselves for raising crappy people. Well, that's part of it. And that's the uncomfortable conversation that people tend to not really want to have, right? And it's it's terrible, right? Because if you don't engage in the root causes 
for these things, these shootings or violence or any violence, regardless of whether or not a firearm is used, you'll never get to the bottom of the real root causes if you don't engage in those difficult conversations. So right out the gate, the stereotypes that exist, people, you know, the media and all these pundits and all the random blue checks on Twitter and all these random folks, they'll always say, oh, well, if he wouldn't have had a gun, he wouldn't have done that. So the, the stereotype, I guess we would say, is that gun owners... Here's the stereotype. We'll break this mm-hmm. down. Go the ahead. stereotype is that gun owners have a preconceived and predetermined disposition towards violent actions because they own a gun. Because they own a gun, they are automatically looking for a reason to be violent, confrontative, uh, or in or murderous, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that tends to be the stereotype. You're, if you're a gun owner, you're looking for trouble, more Correct. or less. I mean... Um, one of the things, one of the things with like this concept of the gun owner mentality is that the media looks at all gun owners as crazy right wing extremists, right? I mean, we're basically domestic terrorists to these people. But if you pull the curtain, okay, that the media covers us with, if you pull the curtain away, you'll see that most gun owners are normal people, just like anybody else. All right. Being a gun owner... On all sides of every political spectrum. On all sides of every political spectrum, indeed. And most people in this country fall in the moderate uh, sort of political stratum. You know, they they lean one way or the other, but they're not all the way on both sides or on either side. But And for a lot of people, guns are not political for them. They are not. All right, so look, being a gun owner just means that you have it in your mind that you want a tool at your disposal to provide protection, correct? Just in case of situations that might arise where you would have to defend yourself. And, you know, you could defend yourself with a crowbar or a baseball bat or some locked doors if you if you so choose, but a gun is a wonderful tool for that job, and it's one of the best tools for that job. Why do you think the military uses firearms? Why do you think law enforcement uses firearms? Because they're good tools. Why should they be in the hands of the military and law enforcement, you know, and the government, but not in the hands of normal everyday civilians? All right. You think about it like this. As a civilian, you are going to be the first one to encounter a crime. Okay. If a crime occurs, you are the first one to encounter that crime and have to deal with it. Okay. You may likely be the victim of the crime. Exactly. All right. So that's number one. All right. That's, that's sort of number one on the scale here. All right. Because you are wanting to be a prepared person, that bleeds into other aspects of your life as well. Medical, food, right? You want to be able to provide for your family. You want to be able to keep your family safe, right? So you you have all these things at your disposal and you store food, you store medical supplies. You might be the kind of person that grows food for yourself. You got a garden. You are a self-reliant person that is not dependent on the system. I think that's a huge part of the gun owner mentality is that just because you own firearms, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means you're probably one of the best people out there. You don't want to be tied to anybody or anything, okay, in society as a whole. You want to be able to separate yourself from society if it came down to it and know that you have the willpower and the mental capacity and the tools necessary to protect what's yours overall. That's one hundred. I mean, that's a great synopsis. You know, 
I always look at it too, like, you know, I want to know that I'm the kind of person that my sheriff can call me on my cell phone yes. and say, yeah, if it came to it, hey, you know, to know that I'm a reliable person that is worthy of trust, right? And, and, and part of that, it comes in a lot of different forms. But when you know, you know, if you've got, you know, let's just say a great relationship with your local Clio mm-hmm. or, your lo- or more importantly, local sheriff has mm-hmm. a lot of power. Okay. Absolutely. But being in good with your sheriff, that's important, right? Beyond law enforcement versus civilian or beyond good people versus bad people or whatever type of paradigm you ever want to look at it. Let's say that for whatever purpose, you'd never see another person another day in your life. And you, I don't know, bought some land out somewhere and you just minded your own business and you were not trying to hurt nobody or whatever. And you own a safe full of guns. Those guns are, are, are there at your disposal if you need them to protect yourself or to take game or to shoot recreationally or whatever, right? So people are so quick to go, oh, well, you're a gun owner, so you're just looking for trouble. But without saying, well, wouldn't the more correct argument be, well, this criminal used, tried to use a gun against you. So what? So because I used a firearm to protect myself and defend myself, I'm somehow the bad guy here? Just because I had the predisposition uh, of, of thinking, well, something might happen and I want to be prepared. I mean, I it's so crazy how the negative stigmas are applied to gun ownership and it is quite confusing to me why so many people make such a big deal about it. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the media sensationalizing things that happen. Anytime a firearm is used in a crime or something like that, they make it all about the gun. They make, you know, they don't make it about the background of the shooter, who they are, what they've gone through, how they were raised, the things they said on social media. I mean, all of these things occur, right? And it's not even guns, right? Say someone drives, you know, a vehicle through a group of people, all right? And then you start going, digging on social media and find out, well, this this person, you know, uh, was kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so now, the, you know, evil people are going to commit evil deeds no matter what, right? So I want to have the tools at my disposal to ensure that I can protect my family and my livelihood and ultimately my property, mm-hmm. And my the things that I've worked hard for, and ultimately that that's my life. I mean, gun owners define their existence by the things they've accomplished, by their goals, uh, by their dreams and their hopes, and the <clears throat> things they want to build for their future. So to simply say that a gun owner has a predisposed, you know, let's just say proclivity for violence or death or wanting to somehow hurt someone, uh, that's that's very. Irresponsible. It's very irresponsible to paint someone with such a broad brush. Yeah. Right? Without and knowing them at all. Without knowing them at all. And without getting too far down the rabbit hole of situations where people have been, you know, let's just say the media or different social media outlets or whoever has called some person out by name and said, oh, well, you're, you know, some terror, you know, and, and let's just say insert whatever terrible disparaging name for this person. Oh, well, because you did this, you're this. You're, you're a white supremacist, you're an evil person, you're bad, you're terrible, you know, whatever, right? Insert whatever amount of random things into this into the equation you want to paint you with that brush, mm-hmm. and it's not true, right? To try to make, you know, the mainstream media and mainstream social media automatically hate you mm-hmm. by just, they'll assume, oh, well, if they say it, it must be true. Mm-hmm. That's a very terrible thing. Like, what, how... Have we gotten to that point, right? I mean, what happened to, you know, innocent until proven guilty? Mm. And, and, and that guilt or innocence 
you know, your innocence is presumed. Now, we're not even talking about, let's just say, a, a shooting where you have to go to court or whatever. We're just talking about life in general, right? Why is it that gun owners are constantly on trial simply for existing? Their life is a trial, right? You understand where we're coming from? You know, you are assumed guilty, even though you're just at large, you've never committed a crime in your life. You're just trying to live your life the way you want and protect what's yours, but you're assumed guilty just by virtue of you being a gun owner. And that's a terrible mindset to have. Mm. So um, uh, just to piggyback on something that Eric mentioned here, this is the same media that we're talking about that grants martyrdom to criminals. All right. They put criminals and criminal activity sometimes over, you know, legal actions. Okay. And that's all I'll say about that. But, um, one thing, too, gun ownership, responsible gun ownership, builds good character. And this is something that has kind of, you know, lost its meaning in today's society. But, you know, back in the day, schools would have shooting teams, right? And you learned responsibility, you learned discipline, and you built good character. Those three things build good members of society and just good people in general. So when they took guns out of schools... You know, and we've had many of the problems that Eric mentioned earlier that you can look up. There's various websites, okay, that talk about modern statistics regarding like fatherless households, uh, you know, children born out of wedlock, things like that, and how it's affected society as a whole. Um, but, you know, you see these things that occur in modern society and the way the media spends things, you know, they're, they're all against gun owners as a whole. And parents who teach their children responsible gun ownership typically raise children who are those three things, okay? And they're going to be productive and functioning, functioning members of society that can hold their own, take care of themselves, and be self-reliant and, you know, just, uh, you know, independent people, okay, if you will. Um, Now, there was one other thing you mentioned, and maybe I'll think of it in a minute, but just continue on, and maybe it'll spark back in my mind. Well, one thing I was going to say is that in terms of that responsibility— I mean, yeah, you know, if Grandpa walks over and his rifle, you know, rifle that he gave you when you're a young, young man, he walks over and goes, hey, look at that, runs his finger, look at that dirt, look at, look at that grime on this gun, look at this rust. It makes you kind of go, oh, crap, I've done the wrong thing here. So by teaching responsibility, it teaches you to care for things. It teaches you to be safe and responsible and careful and to understand that it is a very dangerous object and you have to treat it with the utmost amount of respect. Uh, the dogs must have knocked something over. Uh, it teaches you. It teaches you that it's very important to be able to harvest your own food mm-hmm. and to take responsible and, and and precise shots at animals. If you need to take, you know, a shot at a game animal, it teaches you to own every single shot that leaves your rifle or pistol in a defensive situation. So all of these basic rules come right into play on that we own our actions. Mm-hmm. And it teaches people to own their actions, yeah. right? And that's very important. Um, so the thing I was thinking about earlier was regarding the media, all right? So you see all these criminal acts that happen, okay? And the media portrays the firearm, as Eric mentioned, as the evil component, right? That's the, the wrongdoer is the firearm, not the person who wielded it in a bad way, right? Um, so... The media does not report all the instances where guns were used to preserve life. They don't look at that side of the coin. You take a woman, for example, all right, uh, 
hiking on a trail or running in a park somewhere, a public park in a big city, right? She carries a firearm for self-defense. Well, three people try to attack her. They might want to rape her. They might want to murder her, leave her in the ditch somewhere, right? But she carries a firearm on herself and she shoots and she might kill one of these assailants. She might scare the other two off. Police, you know, recover the body, right? And then they go after the other two, catch them, put them in jail, right? The media doesn't report those statistics. Guns are used in this country more times for self-defense scenarios and for good purposes than they are for criminal activity. And there are many statistics on that through the FBI's website. Over time, they tell the same lie over and over again, and by only reporting one side of the equation, they have people believing that there's some crazy you know, epidemic of violence and all of this sort of thing, but they don't tell the whole story. Yes. So the person that just unassumingly believes everything they're told by the media or by social media or the blue checks and all that, they think, oh, well, this must be true because these people are saying it. People are so programmed to just yep. automatically believe anything that they see on TV because they, people literally, they don't call it TV programming for no reason. It's literally programming. You're being programmed to have a preconceived notation about a certain subject and if you don't do your own research and really get into the facts, you're going to be really misinformed, right? So part of it is to understand also this new wave of gun ownership that's really occurred, like a renaissance of gun ownership that's occurred over the last couple of years. There's been a humongous growth of new gun owners, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you see Who the, are they? the date stamp on this particular video. You can see that, I mean, this is kind of while this is all still happening, mm-hmm. just in case you're tuning in like 10 years from now or something like that. So the thing is, all right, you're talking a lot of single ladies, mm-hmm. tons of females are arming themselves right mm-hmm. now, right? I mean, and there's lots of folks on all sides of the political aisle that are choosing to arm themselves. And it's it's becoming, the Second Amendment is becoming less and less of a battle of politics and this person, mm-hmm. that person, and the finger pointing, and more of a, you know what, we're going to meet at the fence, and this is something we can all agree that, that, that we should just really stay away from, right? Well, the Second Amendment is a treasure that we should all really go out of our way to kind of guard, right? Because, yeah, that single mom, right? There's a lot of single moms out there that are working really hard to make a living and raise their kids, and they deserve every opportunity to protect their family, to protect their child, right? And to have a life that they don't have to live in fear, right? Yeah, that single lady that weighs 110 pounds should have an AR-15 with a 30, you know, 30-round matter, whatever, right? So Because it's her right to protect herself. So... People tend to just really forget that at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, the people that are vulnerable in your society need firearms to protect themselves. Well, like you say all the time, I mean, firearms are a force multiplier. Um, So, like, all right, you think about all these new gun owners, right? They're not just a bunch of crazy old white people, right? You've got tons of minorities that are buying guns. And like Eric mentioned, a ton of women. So the more women and the more minorities that start seeing, you know, through the media's lies and like, you know what, I need a gun to protect myself because this world is insane. It's going to ruin the media's excuse that, oh, it's just a bunch of crazy white people buying guns. So, I mean, keep it up. You're not wrong. Like, throw that notion out the window. That's where it needs to be. It needs to be yeeted. In the garbage. Yeah. Right out of here. Get out of here. You're absolutely correct. And I've seen a lot of a lot of things on, I mean, I like Twitter. I, 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 you know, I do enjoy Twitter because you know, sometimes it can be a bit of a dumpster fire. I don't think Twitter likes you. They don't like me, but 
Sometimes it can be a bit of a dumpster fire. But Always. One thing I will say is it does expose you to some viewpoints that you might not traditionally be exposed to uh, in your own sort of inner circle. So I actually, I engage on Twitter because I want to see viewpoints that vary from mine a little bit so I can kind of see where people's heads are at, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw a post the other day that showed a, uh, a black gentleman and his daughter, and they were armed. Uh, at a protest, just and the, and the caption had said something along the lines of like, "Hey, we're providing security uh, for the protesters or whatever." And here's the thing, okay? These pundits on there had posted this in an attempt to stir the pot and make people angry and, and to try to provoke a response out of people that they thought, dang sure, would be there. Right? They expected a very well, it goes without saying they were looking for a very specific response. What they got was actually quite the opposite. Tons of people from all different backgrounds posting and retweeting and saying, I see nothing wrong here. All I see is a man and his daughter exercising their Second Amendment rights to self-preservation. And looking beyond, all right, well, this person's political views might not align with mine, but you know what? It is their right to protect themselves with a firearm, and they have every right to do it. Yep. And the more we combine our efforts and the more that we uh, you know, have unity— as a group of people and as gun owners, the harder it's going to be for them to drive a wedge between people because ultimately people are most easily controlled when they're divided. So they seek the division in an effort to maintain much easier control and much easier ability for them to enact their crazy laws and policies because people think, oh, well, it's for my own good or whatever. But in reality, uh, when that sort of narrative backfires on them, they start to go, oh, crap, we have to change our tactics a little bit. So it's good to always show some unity when you can and make sure that, that people understand that the Second Amendment is a jewel that we don't allow to tarnish or be touched. Like the Second Amendment must be in its totality. It must stay there for everyone to be able to exercise their rights. Your Second Amendment rights do not come from the government. Okay, the Second Amendment actually... Uh, reinforces and verifies Natural your rights. Law. It it it, it mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. It recognizes the rights you have from birth and tells the government to stay away from those rights. That's what the Second Amendment actually mm -hmm. does. So man does not grant the Second Amendment. The government does not grant or allow the Second Amendment. Right? You are born with the inherent ability to own firearms and that the Second Amendment recognizes that natural right. You understand? Mm -hmm. People tend to really forget about that. And, you know, I think that when we get into the the nuance of the gun owner, that's really where the buck stops. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just all about people protecting their communities, protecting each other, mm -hmm. being responsible, and having the tools necessary to complete that task. Mm -hmm. You know, no one wants to go out and, and get involved in some terrible shooting or some situation. But at the end of the day, if you need to use a firearm to protect yourself— well, dang it, if you got to use one and you don't have one, you're in trouble. You need to be prepared for all instances that might occur. Um, like, all right, something that Eric likes to say all the time, which is 100% true. The Second Amendment, no matter what we want to think, it is not political. It is not left. It is not right. It is not center. The, the Second Amendment is for everyone. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're a right-winger. 
Okay, and you think, oh, I gotta vote red because oh, they're just gonna, you know, keep my keep my guns in my in my safe, you know, for me. They're gonna help me out with that. We've seen in recent years that there's a bunch of rhinos out there that give two craps about the Second Amendment. Yeah. All they do is tell you what they think you want to hear, so you go in there and you check that box next to their name when it's voting time. All right, and there's a bunch of Democrats. They they go on the whole thing about oh, well, we're gonna ban guns. Well, guess what? There's People on that side of the aisle that own guns too, and they're like, "You're not taking my guns." We've seen that so much more lately, and I think <laughs> that's a huge mentality that does need to improve a good bit. The gun owner mentality. All right, if we show both sides of the aisle that gun owners cross that center spectrum, right? That the left and the right both need to get on board with gun ownership as a whole. Okay. Otherwise, we're going to wind up as a moderate country, which we should be in the political spectrum anyways, with less of this far right and far left crap affecting our daily lives on a regular basis. Yeah. Anyways. And, and I think also it's important to recognize as gun owners, no matter who you are, that that division is, is there on purpose, right? You yes. know, that letter and that color, it, that letter next to their name and that red or that blue is all irrelevant, right? Like at the end of the day, they all hate us, really. I truly believe they do. I don't think any of them really, truly are in it for the people anymore. This isn't the government of yesteryear, you know, and and to say that things have always been perfect. No, things haven't always been perfect. There's been plenty of bad things that have occurred by people who thought they were doing the right thing. I mean, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Ding! Right? So we're, we're not saying that people didn't, maybe in their mind at the time, have good intentions for the way things go, but we have to constantly reevaluate the people that we put in these positions and the way that laws are, uh, you know, looked at. I mean, there are so many federal gun laws, thousands of, of gun laws. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands <laughs> between state and federal. But uh. yet, right... Those laws are irrelevant to people who want to break the law. Criminals do not obey laws. All it does is make it harder for a good, honest person who wants to protect themselves to have the tools available at their disposal. So, I feel like Milton. You know? All right. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir. Did you see uh, U.S. Code 14, Section C, Subsection 432? Uh, you're not supposed to do that. Uh, yeah. Please, I'm sorry. Oh, this is my stapler. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, so the, the thing is, is the, the mentality of the average gun owner is so much more basic than people make it out to be. Whether it's pro-gun people, anti-gun people, doesn't matter, right? The media and all of their rhetoric and the blue checks and, and just all of the, the mainstream social media and the disinformation machine that's just out there, right, uh, on all kinds of different topics, but specifically in this case, guns, right? You know, they... Are, it's weaponized against people, and it really does paint a negative picture, and it's, it's extremely unfair. <clears throat> and I think that as a whole, firearms owners, you know, the Second Amendment is becoming more and more untouchable by the year. Every decade, the amount of gun owners just grows like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the firearms industry is growing like crazy. I mean, they can't make enough ammo. There's just mm-hmm. ammo flying off the shelves and guns flying off the shelves. And trainers are completely booked up for classes. I mean, the Second Amendment community is stronger than ever mm-hmm. and more diverse than ever. And as a result, it has made the Second Amendment that much more untouchable. 
I mean, just look at it right now, the way that the political spectrum in this country is going and how hard and how much pushback that tons of legislatures on both sides of the aisle are getting when it comes to Second Amendment legislation and how much pro-Second Amendment legislation is getting discussed and the murmurs of it. I mean, look at this, the Supreme Court now hearing, uh, you know, potentially a really important case re- re- revol- revolving around, you know, carry permits and things. So, you know, we're getting hopefully a little ground, right? You know, so we have to keep that momentum and keep that energy going and make sure that for these decades to come that we're taking back long lost rights that have been ours the entire time. So mm-hmm. I think that's really kind of like where we're at in terms of the status of the Second Amendment. Pretty much. And you know, also like I wanna see the gun ownership numbers. I wanna see them keep trickling up too, but I also wanna see this um it's sort of a sort of a new mentality I've seen out there. You can watch the media's ratings. And we're talking MSNBC, CBS, NBC, Fox News. I don't really care about any of them. They're all a bunch of trash, if you ask me. And I love seeing their ratings plummet because no one wants to hear all that bull crap anymore. You know, people... I do like Tucker Carlson. I mean, yeah, but look, Fox News has been, you know, just a bunch of crap. He's the only good thing at Fox News, Tucker. All right. But look, just generalizing, though... Most of the media outlets out there are trash, right? And most of the crap they put out there is literally just propaganda. And more and more people are saying, you know what? I don't have to listen to this crap, you know? I don't have to get my news from these sources. You know, I can go to more independent sources that are, you know, neutral. They're neutrally biased. They're not biased to one side or the other. They just simply report the truth. Right. Uh, I like James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. I really like his work, and I feel like what he's doing is very honorable. Yep. And you know, he's putting himself at great risk to expose a lot of things that are going on without going too far down the yes. rabbit hole. You know, there are people out there that are trying to really just you know show the truth and just let people make up their own mind and not try to implant all this random rhetoric into mm-hmm. someone's mind. Right? Like if someone's gonna love or hate guns. Look, if you want to hate guns, you want to be anti-gun, I'm okay with that. I don't care if you hate guns. I just want your decision to hate guns to be based on all sides of the equation instead of Mm -hmm. just one skewered area that you've just paid attention to and been hyper-focused on. Facts Facts and logic. Emotion. You know, and idiot rhetoric from talking heads on mainstream media. Facts and logic. Emotional rhetoric. This is where we want to be, right? All right, look, though, uh, what I was getting at was more people are coming to the mindset that, all right, these people are just spewing garbage. And it's like, okay, well, I'm a new gun owner, and, like, they're talking bad about me. Like, I'm not that person. And they're just writing them off. I want to see more and more of them written off to the point where they have to get back to basics and start reporting the truth so they can get their ratings back up and be where they're supposed to be, reporting the news and not, you know, picking a side of the aisle and introducing so much bias to it. It's just sickening. But anyways, journalism is not... Journalism should not be biased. No. Journalism should just present the facts and then allow the listener to be educated on the facts and draw their own conclusions based on those simple facts. Right. That's what it should really be. It's turned it into this giant propaganda machine. But without getting off of that, uh, you know, tangent too much, I do thank you for watching today's Gun Gripe. We thank are going to kind of close this episode. But I think that paints, hopefully, as much of an honest picture of gun ownership as we possibly can. I know we can talk to her blue in the face. 
But at the end of the day, to change hearts and minds and to get people's mentalities in a different place, we have to have these conversations, the hard conversations that people don't want to have, that people want to be able to point the finger and go, well, you're not allowed to talk about that because you look a certain way or you're a certain person from a certain place or you're from the South. You can't talk about that. That's not allowed. Well, guess what? Sometimes you have to have the difficult conversations to open up people's hearts and minds to see where you truly are in a situation. So hopefully... We were as honest, brutally honest, as we could possibly be in this particular video. So we hope that maybe you've got a different mindset now about gun ownership. And may maybe if you're an anti-gunner and you've given us a bit of your time, and if you have, thank you, maybe, perhaps, you might have a little bit of a different approach to the way you treat gun owners or the concept of gun ownership as a whole. So, mm -hmm. Indeed. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Many more videos on the way. I want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Also, if you want to support our channel directly, head on over to Ballistic Inc. and pick yourself up a snazzy new t-shirt. All the funds we earn will go right back into supporting our channel and putting out these videos. So, many more videos on the way. We hope uh, that you'll kind of go forward in a bit of peace and have a little bit of, of an open mind. That's all we're asking, right? Look at the full picture before you make a decision. And I think you'll be a lot happier, not only when it comes to the Second Amendment and guns, but just life in general. You'll be more well-informed and a little more at peace as a person in your general mm -hmm. life. And I think that's a healthy thing to strive for. Yes, indeed. Have a great day. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you soon. See you guys.